Well, good morning. I would just like to welcome you to our breakthrough service. This is an exciting time and I believe God has gathered us this morning to come into the presence of the Most High God and to magnify His wonderful name. Today we're going to turn to the book of Job. Job chapter 2 from verse 1 to 10. Job chapter 2 from verse 1 to 10. We're going to do this reading in one setting and then we're going to work through this particular text. Today I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. The Bible says, One day the members of the heavenly court came again to present themselves before the Lord, and the accuser Satan came with them. Where have you come from? The Lord asked Satan. And Satan answered the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Now listen to Satan. He has been watching everything that has been going on and the bible says further then the lord asked satan have you have you noticed my servant job he's the finest man in all the earth he is blameless a man of complete integrity he fears god and stays away from evil now this is job's second strike the first strike job lost everything lost his family lost lost his children lost his business lost everything and then now job Passed the test, passed the test, because now Satan appears before before God for a second time now to come and um, to come into 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 the presence of God, and here we find that now God again puts um, Job to the to the how can I say? And we're going to work through this because we're going to understand the sovereignty of of Job's trials, and and then now Job is facing a a second strike from Satan, but this is all a setup from God. To prove to Satan that Job has genuine faith. And we're going to look into this and we're going to dig into this. It's very, very exciting because as this has enlightened me, today, you know, I look back at my life and I say, God, if only I knew, if only I knew a few years ago or at the beginning what this all meant, there were many things I would have endured faithfully instead of giving up, instead of just running out, instead of just quitting. Then understanding the purpose and importance of trials. And God said to me one thing while in preparation of this particular message was that trials were meant to upgrade us, not downgrade us. Trials are not meant for punishment. Trials are meant to purify us and bring us to a higher level in God. And that's the importance of trials. And if we miss that, we will miss what God wanted to do through that. Some of us have jumped out of the fire. Some of us have jumped out of the out of the process. And now we are now we are incomplete. We are incomplete. But we're gonna work through this and we're gonna build through this very, very powerfully today. Amen. And the Bible says, and he has maintained his integrity, even though you urged me to harm him without cause. Satan replied to the Lord, skin for skin, a man will give up everything he has to save his life. But reach out and take away his health, and he will surely curse you to your face. All right, do what the do with him as you please, the Lord said to Satan, but spare his life. So Satan left the, the Lord's presence and he struck Job with a terrible boil from his head to his foot. And Job scraped his skin with pieces of broken pottery as he had sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. But Job replied, you talk like a foolish woman. Now he didn't call her a fool, but he said a speech at that point was foolish. Job loved his wife. 
but at this moment you know that his wife was not speaking from the spirit of the lord but was used of the enemy we need to discern these moments amen we do not call the people the thing but we know that the moment in which they now come and speak something that is not of the lord we need to discern the speech and job now says you speak as a foolish woman hallelujah should we accept only good things from the hand of god and never anything bad so in all those job said nothing wrong ah, when i read this thing i said my god how many of us has been through so much difficulties and calamities and not many of us could have that same outcome oh god said the same thing about us um it, it i mean come on job has been through yeah Job has been through yeah. In one day, Job lost everything. His business, his children. What meant to him, what was important in Job loved his children. And we see this in chapter one. Job loved his children. But the Bible says Job kept his integrity. Job walked upright. Because the very same witness God had about Job in chapter one, God has about Job in chapter two. And we see that that, that Job stood his ground. We're going to learn from this man because there's some very important principles from this particular text that we're going to pick up and call. And, and my God, help us to apply it to our lives. Because if we can pass our test. Now, now we don't have to go through what Job went through. But every trial that we face in our lives, we're going to see how God has equipped us for this. And we're going to learn through the, through the scriptures what God has put within us and what we do not know. And Satan doesn't want us to find that out because Satan knows that if we know who we are, he's in big, big trouble. And very few people make that type of discovery and they become giants in the faith. And I believe that this is our time, this is our moment this morning as I was just meditating and thinking, I was thinking this is the time to make history. And I believe that as we, as we have been going through some difficulties and hardships and pressing two years during this lockdown, people have faced calamity after calamity after calamity. But God is going to bring us out and we're going to shine and the devil is going to be shamed. Glory be to God. Somebody say glory be to God. When life it is difficult, it is easy to give up. But giving up is the worst thing we can ever do. A professor of history said, if Columbus had turned back, nobody would have blamed him, but nobody would have remembered him either. Come on, come on, do not turn back. Do not turn back. You're about to make history. You're about to change the world in which you live for the glory of God. You have been born with a purpose and you have been born to fulfill a great assignment. If you want to be memorable, sometimes you have to be miserable. Somebody wrote this, this profound quote. If you want to be memorable, sometimes you need to be miserable. Oh, when I, when, I, when I begin to sit and I look back at, at many men, great men of God that I sat in their presence and heard their testimonies, many has gone through miserable seasons, but today they are making memories. I'm telling you, if you have never been miserable, you will never leave memories. So God is about to do something amazing. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Therefore, we're going to focus in and we're going to look at the suffering of Job. Now, he was a man who loved God. And yet in a few moments, he lost everything, as I said earlier on. Hallelujah. He lost every single thing. Although he lost his wealth, his family, his health. One thing Job never lost. Job never lost his faith. In the midst of all the suffering, Job held unto the Lord. For the Bible says in the book of Job 19 verse 25, For I know my Redeemer 
lover. That was the faith of Job. He realized a great truth in his trial that God had not forsaken him and that God was in control. Job's life stands as a testimony for each of us in this dispensation in which we are living. There have been many who have abandoned their faith for even much lesser trial than what Job has been through. Some of us have abandoned faith or jumpship in the midst of little trials. We jumped out of something that God has called us. Some of us have been called to, to be businessmen. Some of us have been called to be effective in ministry. Some of us have been called to let our marriages be a light unto the generation. But little things has caused us to abandon ship. But God is the God this morning that's going to cause you to rise back up, restore you, and you're going to run again because you're going to run now with purpose. You're going to know your assignment. You're going to know that God is getting you every time you're going to a test and a trial. God is getting ready to upgrade you to a next level, a new level in the name of Jesus. While preparing the sermon, certain things just started breaking loose even in the church, in our life. And I said to the devil, devil, I know God has given me a word and now I know that tax has been released, but my God is going to bring us through this in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise be to God. So as we encounter the trials of life, they will have an effect on us. In them, we will become better or we might become better. Hallelujah. So as we look at this particular text, as we, our title this morning has to do with, has my trials made me better or has my trials made me better? We're going to look at about a few couple of things that we're going to focus on in this particular text. We're going to look at the character of Job. We're going to look at the calamity of Job. And we're going to look at the comfort of Job. Oh, somebody get ready. You're about to experience great comfort from the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Bible says in the book of Job chapter 2 and verse 3, when we look at me, look into Job's character. And the Lord said unto Satan, has thou considered my servant Job that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and hated evil, and still he holds fast his integrity, although you moved him or moved me against him to destroy him without cause. I want us to look at Job's character in, in, in a detail in a moment. And we're going to consider this the life of Job. And we need to look into this. We will we we we, we live in a day where many preach. And need to consider, we live in a day where many preach and believe that only the wicked suffer. That is true because when sometimes when people go through, through trials, they think they are cursed. They think they are sinned. And sometimes we need to discern our trial. We need to know what we are going, what we are going through, and why. Because sometimes people put this things on our trials, and people go on witch hunts and try to find out some things that are not even there. But that is not it. Sometimes you need to look at it from God's perspective. What is God trying to do in this moment? Hallelujah. There is a movement in our in, in, in the earth today. People, there's a certain group of preachers or people that are teaching that it isn't God's will for us to suffer. I remember a couple of years ago, I had this woman attack me on Facebook when I spoke about suffering in Peter and I put a scripture out on, the, on Facebook and this woman wrote back to me and she said to me, Christians will never suffer. Jesus suffered everything. I said, maybe you're looking at it from the wrong perspective. Yes, we, we will not have to go to the cross. Yes, we will not have to die for our sins. But yes, we will face troubles and trials in this particular life. We will go through hardships. We'll go through difficulties. And we see this in the Word of God. Else the Bible would not have written about it. And we're going to read about it. And we're going to see that we will go through difficulties. So if we face difficulties in life, then our faith 
was wavered or we have we have wandered from God and that was the that is what people thought that you know that that, that my faith is weak or that we have that we have drifted from God now sometimes God will use this chastisement to bring us in order and in line because God will sometimes chastise us as children if we're out of line to bring us into line hallelujah and we see this in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 how God uses chastisement and we will go through chastisement at times because sometimes we are out of order but in Israel that we also need to discern that what God is doing through this is to upgrade us to the next level although Satan wants to keep us on this place and Satan wants us to now be diverted from the purpose of the trial I want you to know today that the devil is a liar somebody needs to let the devil know today he is a liar glory be to God hallelujah and so we need to understand some very important things in this particular text hallelujah and we need to know that what these people are teaching is not truth it is not biblical and therefore we will see in the character of Job a man who loved God and lived for him the book of 2nd Timothy 3 verse 12 says yes and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution the Bible says we will suffer persecution so you will go through trials you will go through hardships especially if you live a godly life so come on child of God stop beating yourself and stop thinking that you've won it and stop thinking that you've failed God especially if you know you are walking upright and the devil is fighting you know that God has something great in store for you hallelujah so when trials come don't immediately begin to question and look for failures in our lives God does use trials in times to to, to teach us some some lessons hallelujah and he wants us to understand these things hallelujah i want us to know this we must discern why we are going through these particular challenges some of a chastening as i said but just because a trial has come in no in no clear indication of why hallelujah and maybe we think that we have missed god's will or straight from him we should not have these thoughts going through our minds immediately we should not we should understand you know i'm trying to think that how job thought and that is what we're gonna try to dig into the text you know what what what, what was job's thought patterns what was job thinking and I, I i know that some of us are not going through what job went through but we have our own talent some of us are at breaking point and some of us are at the place where we are saying god my children uh, i feel like giving up i feel like throwing in the towel i'm gonna walk out on this marriage i'm gonna quit this business i'm gonna quit this job i'm gonna quit this family i'm gonna i'm just gonna leave ministry i'm just gonna step out of my out of my call but remember you need to be miserable to be memorable somebody say i need to go to misery to be memorable glory be to god so job suffered and we will suffer as well but the important thing about job suffering is how we come through a trial on the other side when we learn about trials and tribulations how we come out on the other side therefore i'm saying to you have you been upgraded as your thought patterns being re as you have you because when we come through difficulties when we come through hardships there are revelations of god that god begins to download unto us and it begins to transform our way of thinking and the way of living and therefore through these revelations we now begin to have a different point of view on life and i thank god that for the many things that he has put me through because now things are becoming clearer unto me and i thank god that everything that i have gone through because now i've experienced the promotion and the upgrade in life because of what i've been through i could not understand it when i listened to great preachers trials and tribulations and i think that many times we they, they beat themselves and couldn't understand why 
But when many looks back today at their lives and over their shoulders, they look back at what they have come from and they look where they are going to and they look what God has done. And therefore, I want us to remember today that we are going to make it. You are going to make it. You are going to overcome. You are going to stand strong in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's look at the book of James. James begins to bring some clarity to some trials that we face in our lives. The Bible says, consider it holy joy, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations. Be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith brings out endurance and steadfastness and patience. But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed with no defects lacking in nothing. When we go through our trials, we will have no defects. So that means when I do not complete what God has placed me in, I will be, be I, will, I will carry defects. That means I will not be, I will not be, I will not be complete. I will not be able to, I will not have the capacity for my next level. And therefore God makes us rewrite the test because he wants us to pass the test. Hallelujah. God is not going to promote us without the passing, without passing the test that he has put us through. Because God knows that everything in that test that you need to pass is preparation for your next level. And you need to have this mindset. And you need to gird your mind. And you need to put your mind up and knowing that what you are going through, there is a purpose. Somebody preached about this purpose in my pain. And I want somebody to know there is purpose in your pain. Do not let the devil tell you that God is destroying you, that God is punishing you, that God does not love you. That is a lie from the pit of hell. In times of suffering, hallelujah, will we be able to maintain our character before the Lord? So let's look at Job's character during these difficult times. Job was a man of respect. Hallelujah. The Bible says, As thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth. God had asked the same question of Satan when he attacked him the first time. And we want to know now it's strike two. You have sometimes passed a test and the devil comes back. The Bible says Satan left Jesus for a season. The devil will always come back to try to test you again. But man of God, child of God, rise up. Child of God, stand. Child of God, be resolute. Tell the devil you're not going to back up. You're not going to give up. You're going to stand strong in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Job had already lost his wealth, his family, and still recognized as a man who stands above the rest. God was aware of the life of Job. Job did not downgrade in his trial, but upgraded. Because yet God now says the same thing about Job when Satan comes the second time. Because now Job has just gone another level. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Those around him could see that he was a man of God and he lived for him because I mean many people look at us sometimes people are watching us whenever we are going through things they want to see how we handle it therefore sometimes people will come to you after your trial and says I thought you're going to quit. I thought you're going to give up. Sometimes people come into your future and they look at you and they say, you have made it. We can't believe that you are standing here. We can't believe the impact you are, that you are having. Back then we did not believe in you. But now we have seen after everything that you have been through, look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. The thing that we need to ask ourselves is how do we stand in the midst of trials? Could the Lord say the same about us? Do those around us notice that we are walking with God and even through difficulties have 
overcome. Hallelujah. Even through difficulties, we are still standing like before. Even in the midst of trials, we need to maintain our integrity. The, 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 the world is watching our lives continuously as believers. Therefore, whenever you mess up, people are always quick to pounce. You know, what I've realized on this journey is when you are successful, people take long to congratulate you. But the moment you fail, your news spreads like wildfire. Your news spreads like wildfire. People are always watching. You'll be surprised who's watching you. Your enemies are watching you. Therefore, the Bible says, he has prepared a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Somebody give God praise. Somebody give God glory. Hallelujah. If we can let our faith in God show even in hard times, then we have succeeded in being effective witnesses. It is easy to live for God when the sun is shining, but sometimes it's hard in the midst of the storm. But Job was consistent in his work with God, and we need that same consistency. Say, Father, make me consistent. Say, Father, make me consistent. Every inconsistency break over my life in the name of Jesus. Every inconsistency break in my life in the name of Jesus. One thing that we lack as believers is consistency. How do others view our lives? Are we better or are we better? Glory be to God. The next thing, Job was a man of reverence. Job was an upright man, one that feared God and shunned evil. He was a man who lived a holy life before the Lord and a man and, and, and man. He feared a holy God and turned aside and departed and avoided all kinds of evil. He would have been easy for Job to have questioned God and accused him of neglecting him. We find nothing in the life of Job to reveal that he lost his reverence for God. Many times when we come, we come through trials, hallelujah, we are tempted to question the Lord and ask, why has this happened to me? God, why did you allow this to come into my life if you love me so much? In those times, it is easy to wander from God and to get entangled into sin. Satan would have, have you believed that God doesn't love you and there's no use to continue for him? Where has your faith gotten you? There are lost people. Where has your faith gotten you? There are lost people who aren't facing these trials. You ask yourself that question and they are sinners. Why they are going through what I'm going through? Hallelujah. Because what you are going through, you have been bold to make it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I've seen many grow better towards God when trials come. In our times of difficulty, we must continue to fear and serve a sovereign God. Job was a man of resolve and steadfastness. And the Bible says, and still he holded fast his integrity, although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. So be truly glad there is a wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. This is in 1 Peter 6 and verse 7. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold, so when your faith remains strong, many strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory honor in the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Job had already suffered greatly at the hands of Satan and yet he remained committed to the Lord. You know, sometimes you stand with people and you hear these people say this, you know that um, I'm ready to give up. God hasn't come through for me. I'm ready to give up. That is what people most of the time confess. And then I, I questioned somebody a, a time ago. He was going through some difficulty in his marriage. And I asked him a question. He said to me, you know, ah, I feel like giving up. Then I'm asking him this question. So are you saved because you only want your wife to change and your life to become better? Or are you saved because you love God? 
And that's where the test comes in. Testing, hallelujah, when test comes, it proves the genuineness of our faith. Therefore, some of us, when we go through the testing ministry, we sometimes don't realize that we have been, we have, our genuineness of our faith has been tested. What are we doing? Sometimes motives are even revealed. You know, as gold goes through the fire, impurities are removed. So it is with our faith, when we, with our testing. When we are going through testing, impurities in our faith is being removed. And sometimes even we've discovered that we have the wrong motives in certain areas of our lives. And God comes to purify those motives until at the point where you feel now that my life is not what I thought I, 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 I'm doing what I'm doing it for. Now I've realized and discovered the true purpose and the true meaning of why I am doing what I am doing. So he wasn't to abandon the one that has blessed him. Hallelujah. With all that he had, Job wasn't ready to jump ship. Job was ready to stand. The Bible says he used the scraper to scrape him. He had sores. He had boils. He had everything, hallelujah, that could have gone wrong with him. He was covered from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head with sore boils on which also worms would grow. His breath was stinking, according to Job 9.17. He is slimmed down to just skin and bones, according to Job 19.20, and suffers unbearable pain. His powers are demolished by high fever. He's tormented by anxiety and suffers from sleeplessness. And when he sleeps, he has nightmares. That is what Job's trial and it was difficult. It was hard. Now, some of us have not been like Job. We might not have lost our children. We might not have lost our family. We might, but we have lost some things. We have been through some trials. And our trial might not be in the same way like Job's, but our trials, there are trials that we have been through that has caused mistakes. Somebody sitting here with a divorce. Somebody might be listening to me that has gone through a separation. Somebody is sitting here. You might have gone through a liquidation in your business. Somebody that's sitting here, you might have lost your child to drug addiction. And maybe even to, to, to murder or being, or being killed. But God is the God that's going to bring you through. God is the God that's going to cause you to arise. God is going to cause you to shine. Child of God, get ready in the name of Jesus Christ. Job, Job lost his family and all that he had worked no, and yet he worshipped the Lord. You know, this is one of the most important things that, or interesting things that I find in the book of Job chapter 1 is that Job, 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 when all this news came to Job, the Bible says, and Job worshipped God. Oh, that thing, that, that, that excites me, that statement. And Job worshipped, I mean, some of us come on, when trials come our way, where is the first place we go to? What is the first thought we get? What is the first thing that we do? But the Bible says, after all this bad news, the Bible says, Job worshipped the Lord. He realized that God had given and God had taken away. We need to take a moment to consider all that God has blessed us with. Hallelujah. And has God not been good to us? We must be careful that our worship is not centered on the blessings that we have received. Are we here today simply because God has blessed us with material blessings? Are we serving God? Are we attending church because we are, because all is going well? Are we really today worshiping God because our bank accounts are fat and because we are living in we are living and we're driving new cars and living in big houses are we truly serving god for the right reason hallelujah and we see that in job's life job truly served god job did not serve mammon god job did not have another agenda job job loved the Lord. Glory be the God hallelujah are we here today to satisfy ourselves our 
excuse me, or are we here to worship God? If we are serving God for the blessings, there may come a day when they are gone. And what are we going to do when we lose them? What are we going to do when we have lost something that was dear to us? Are we still going to serve God with the same tenacity, with the same fire, with the same zeal? Or do we just walk out of God? Do we just walk out on God and just live a life of sin? And just live a life that, 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 that does not please the Father? But here we see that the trials brought the genuineness of Job's faith to the fore. And that is our desire. God, help us that we do not serve you in the way, oh God, that is unpleasing to you. Lord, help us that our prayers and our worship will not be based on what we have and who we are in this life, but that we will truly worship you for who you are, God, in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, God, for who you are. I thank you, God, for your life. I thank you, God, for the blessing. I thank you, God, that even though I do not have what I desire, but yet I will worship you. I thank you, God, that even what I've been through, yet I will worship you. I thank you, God, even though I've lost my much, yet I will worship you because my, my worship is not based on my on the on the abundance of what I possess, but my worship is based on who you are and my love that I have towards you. Glory be to God. I thank God today. Hallelujah. If our service to the Lord revolves around blessings, then we are likely to become better when they are taken away. My God, if our service is resolved or revolves around our love for him, no matter matter what, then we will likely become better through our trials. You know, going into full-time ministry and having a love for the work of God, I have suffered many things. But today I can stand and I can say, God, at times I became bitter. That's when I read this and I studied this on Job and God opened this message to me. I was standing in repentance and I said, Lord, many times I became bitter instead of better. Many times I missed the purpose of the trials. And today we can stand here and we should not feel condemned, hallelujah, because today is the day of restoration. Today is the day where we are going to know now that what we are going through is meant for an upgrade. There's an upgrade coming. Glory be to God. Some marriages has faced hell. Some marriages had their backs against the wall. But after everything today, you look at couples when they're holding hands and you can see the glory over marriages. You can see the glory of God over lives. You can see the glory of God over people. My God. I remember walking into a into a into an old age home years ago and I and I, a couple of years ago and I looked at the old couple holding hands in that old age home. And when I looked in the moment God dropped some thoughts into my mind and God said it never it wasn't always like this and when I looked at it I said my God they must have gone through some pressing they must have gone through some hardship but the end result is they can hold hands together my God I thank God that sometimes we are going through what we are going through but it ain't over it's not over till God says it's over somebody get ready to arise God I'm getting ready to run again God I'm getting ready to stand up again in the name of Jesus Jesus. The second thing we're going to look at is the calamity of Job. Now we need to identify. We're going to learn to identify Job's trial. Job's trial. Identify Job's trial because the source of his trial comes from verse 1, to, 1 and 2 and verse 7. The Bible says, then came a day in Job's life when Satan began to accuse him before God. Because Satan said to God, Job is only serving you because of this. The next time he came again, Job is only serving you because he has a healthy body. And then Job passed all these tests. But let's look at this. So Satan came to accuse him before, before the father. And Satan is the accuser of the brethren. We know that. He is the accuser of the brethren. He was walking to and fro in the earth seeking someone to attack. 
And this was nothing new. Satan appeared to Adam in the garden. God isn't your problem in trials. God isn't our problems in our trials. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5 verse 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is like a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. Every child of God will face the attack of the enemy. He desires nothing more than to defeat and to destroy those who are living for the Lord. If you are living a godly life, as Timothy, as Timothy, if you're living godliness, get ready for persecution. If you are living a life of holiness, get ready for an attack on your life. If you are living a life that is a life filled with purity, get ready that the devil will never settle to leave you. You are a target to the enemy. Therefore, you need to know that you're going to make it, child of God. Hallelujah. You are going to make it. I don't want us to be fearful, but being a child of God has made us a, a, a sure target unto the enemy. Hallelujah. Especially if we are to witness for the Lord, the devil will attack you. I read something about a lady called um, Maria Woodward Etta. She buried two husbands. She buried all her children and then she died. But this woman's life, this woman's story was a story of glory. She finished the ministry strong. She had a powerful ministry that impacted many, many people. When I discovered the healing ministry, when, when Dawid and, and all those guys were around and she was around, she had such an impact on the lives of people. Her ministry was so powerful that people used to go into trances. People were impacted kilometers away from her services because of the grace and the glory of God upon her life. She went through so many trials. If she had to give up, she would have never been a memory. She would never have been a memory. She would have been forgotten, but she never gave up. We look at it when we, if we have been facing attacks. Hallelujah. We sooner or later trials will come, and we need to consider the we need to consider the enemy and know that it is Satan. When we look at the severity of Job's trial, we find that Job was a wealthy man with a large family, ten children. He was blessed with herds and servants and sons and daughters. One by one, the messengers came with bad news, and as the, each of them came with the, the as each of them came with this news, Hallelujah, the news just became worse and worse. Have you been at that place where it looks like you are going? from one one level of worse to the next level of worse? Have you been in that moment in your life when it looks like trials just never cease to want to end? Have you been in that moment? And this is where Job was, but Job was going from worse to worse. First the, first the animals, then it was his children. Then it was his children. At the end in verse 2, the Bible says it became now his wife. Hallelujah, it became his wife, but I'm the one to run ahead of myself. In the verses we have read today, we find him mourning his losses and Satan touching his body with boils from the top of his head to the sole of his feet. As I said, what pain, what sickness Job went through, everything that he suffered. Job was suffering a heavy, heavy burden. Trials of life will come our way. They may come more than we can bear. But the Bible gives us a surety in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13. No temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed us. That is not common to human experience. Nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance. I love that. So God has built us to overcome. But God is faithful to his word. He is compassionate and trustworthy. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. 
but long but along with the temptation he has in the past and is now and will always provide the way out as well so that you will be able to endure it without yielding and will overcome temptation with joy. Hallelujah. It is in those times that we must learn to trust in the Lord. Job, you have never made it without God's hand and mercy, and so we will not make it too. If all people could have become better towards God, but he chose to worship God instead. He chose to worship God. What words could Job have uttered in those moments? What word could Job have said? Maybe Job could have said like the man that lost his family in the ferry. Hallelujah. And the fairy, when the fairy capsized and his whole family died and they brought him the news and the man said, it is well with my soul. We may be in trials today and we, we're not sure that it's weighing heavy upon us. But remember, things could always be worse. I don't know if one of us who has suffered as Job did and yet made it. Hallelujah. And yet made it. Has some of us been there? The Bible says, the Bible says, Job then faced this trial with his wife, where his wife said to me in verse 10, curse God and die. Now Satan, if Satan cannot get to us, Satan will get through somebody to us. And usually Satan does not use distant people. He uses people close to us. Satan cannot affect you through the trials and the things that he's trying to break, in, to break you with. Satan will now use family members, wives and friends. He knows people that will that we will pay attention to. And so, he's, so Job's wife said, curse God and die. Because this is exactly what Satan wanted Job to do. And Job's wife was put to the temptation before, was put this great temptation before her husband. Now let's look at some of the stories in the Bible. The Bible says Adam listened to Eve and Abraham listened to Sarah. But Job did not listen to the advice of his wife, even though he loved her. Let's look at the, the sovereignty of this particular trials. The enemy had come to attack Job, but God had set some boundaries. He said to him, you can afflict him, but do not kill him. Hallelujah. You can afflict him, but do not kill him. Satan cannot do anything if God does not allow him to. Satan cannot do anything in our lives unless God does not allow him to do it. That's what I have come to conclude. Satan cannot do anything unless God allows him. He would only let Satan go so far. Even in Job's misery, God was still in control. You may be here today and feel as if you have almost been destroyed. Just remember that Satan has to get permission from the Lord. He can only go as far as God permits him. Thank God for the hedge that has been placed around us because Satan said, I cannot penetrate him because of the hedge. There will be times when God allows Satan to come in, but he can only go so far. He will eventually reach the point where God says, that's enough. You can't go any further. I'm telling you today, the devil has given his best shots to some of us. And some of us feel like we are knocked out. But get back up again. You might not look like you're going to make it. You might look like a mess. Your life looks like a wreck. You might look like you're not going to you're not going to overcome. The Bible says they faced a shipwreck. They were they faced a shipwreck, but yet they came to safety on an island. And three months later, they went to the destination to which God had ordained for Paul. Paul had many trials, but yet Paul fulfilled his purpose. Paul had many temptations to give up, even through the words of prophets. When prophets told him not to go, he will die. But Paul said, for this purpose, I've come. Sometimes we need to know there's purpose in our pain. There's purpose in our trials and sometimes we not sometimes there's many times which is almost 90.99.9 percent .9 of the time we have to actually 100 percent we have to go through it 
They had to pass through the Red Sea. They had to go through the wilderness. They had to go through certain things. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to go through the fire. Daniel had to go through the lion's den. Throughout church history, wherever we look into it in the Bible and in life, people had to go through what they have gone through. But the thing is, have they come out better? Or have they come out better? Glory be to God. Have you come out better? Or have you come out better? Life will bring some difficult days, but we are never out of the Lord's sovereign control. Satan desired to serve Peter as wheat, and he did, but Jesus prayed for Peter. Somebody needs to have that hope. We have an intercessor that is interceding for us day and night. When it seems as if your world is falling apart, take comfort in knowing to whom you belong. Somebody said once, hallelujah, that it's not whose we are but it's not whose we are but whose we are and we belong to god god is our creator god is our lord he's our king he's our maker he's our deliverer he will not make us go through what we do not but we cannot endure we are built to make it you are built to overcome that trouble you are built to overcome that trial you are built to overcome that situation you are built to overcome that whatever you are facing god is going to bring you out you're going to shine they're going to say look what the lord has done they're not going to believe it when they look at you hallelujah glory be to god our third and final point and as we close the comfort of job things look dark for job but he had not been forsaken. God wasn't about to abandon Job in his time of need. There were some difficult days ahead, but his hope would be restored. Trials of life will come, but they won't last forever. Just as Job found comfort, we shall find comfort as well. Let's look at Job's comfort and how the Lord blessed him in the end. We look at Job chapter chapter 42. The Bible says, and God received him. Verse Chapter 42, verse 8, much of the book of Job records the conversation Job had with his friends, but much of what they had to say were accusations against Job. The devil was using accusers. Hallelujah. He is the accuser, and they were accusing Job, thinking Job lived in sin, and therefore God punished Job because of sin. But they did not know the conversation between God and the devil. Hallelujah. People might not know what is happening in your life, and they might accuse you. Some people look at people and say, because they are cursed, but they don't know that there, there was a conference going on about your life. There was a conference in heaven going out on about your circumstances. But God is about to bring you out. God is about to strengthen you. God is about to help you to overcome glory. Be the God. Hallelujah. In the end, God commanded them to offer a sacrifice and to seek Job to pray for them. My God, hallelujah. Have you been at a place where you need to bless those who cursed you? Where you need to do good unto those who despitefully used you and persecuted you? Where you need to love your enemies? Have you been there? Where you now seated around the table that God has prepared for you? And this is exactly what happened in the life of Job. Through all the suffering, Job never dishonored the Lord. He remained faithful and God honored him among men. Now for some of us, you we have messed up. And it's never too late to ever come back. You have had setbacks. But today I prophesy, you will have a comeback. Today I declare, you will arise. You will now go on your knees. You will now repent before the Lord. But you're going to rise up. Because now you're going to have a different outlook through everything that you are facing. If we can't resist becoming bitter, God will make us better when the trial has 
ended. The Lord is mindful of our lives. We live before others. A faith that honors God, especially in trials, will be honored by God. So when we honor God in our trials, God will honor us before men. Glory be to God. Somebody get ready. Somebody get ready. It's it's your moment of celebration. Somebody get ready. It's your moment of graduation. It's your graduation service. It's your graduation hour. It's your graduation. You're about to be lifted up in the name of Jesus. The next thing that happened to Job, the Bible says, and God restored him. Verse 42, verse chapter 42, verse 10, 12 and 13. At the beginning of the trial of Job, Job lost all that he had, but God gave him over and above what he had lost. Hallelujah. The Bible says we will get double for every trial in one scripture. Hallelujah. For everything that we have gone through, we will get double. And the Bible says, and the Lord, so the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. Therefore, I said your trials means upgrade. God is going to upgrade you. You're going to come out better. You're going to come out stronger. You're going to be coming out. You're coming out as an overcomer. Don't let the devil minister to you and tell you that God is getting ready to destroy you and wipe you out. No, your testimony will live on. Your memory will live on. You will overcome. Whenever I look at the generals of faith, whenever I look at people that has that had great impact throughout history, it's people that overcame great trials and testing. In the midst of it, they stood tall and they were honored. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. When we facing trials, it may seem that all is lost, but we serve one who is well able to restore our souls. God will never be indebted to us. He will always provide for those who belong to him. God may well have taken away to provide something far, far better. If you will remain steadfast, the Lord will take care of you in your hour of need. The last thing that we look at is God reminded him. God reminded him, Job 42 verse 14. The Bible records only the names of the three daughters that Job had. There is a great significance in these names. God has reminded Job of his faithfulness and it reflected in his daughter's names. Excuse me. He named the first Jemima, which means day. Job had endured a long night of suffering. But the day had dawned again. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. You may be in the midst of a dark night of affliction, but joy will come when the new day breaks. Somebody get excited. Glory be to God. Your joy is about to come. Your new day is about to break forth. He named the second Kizia which comes from the name of a bark used for fragrant perfume. The life of Job had endured the stench of suffering and death. There was little fragrance to enjoy in his misery, but God had provided a sweet-smelling savor at the end of his trial because people brought him gifts from everywhere. The very same Job that became a, 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 a stench to society. The very same Job had sat on the ash heap has now become a fragrant offering in his moment. I declare today that you will become a fragrant, you will become a fresh aroma in your city, in your nation, in the world, hallelujah, and people will be drawn to you because of the fragrance that God has put on you. You know, sometimes I look at people and I see how people flock to certain people's services and to certain people's um. Um, even when I watch Facebook and things like that, you see how people's online platforms grow and how people's churches has grown over time and how people's businesses and things has grown. It's because they have gone through the test of time. They have stood and now they have become a fragrance 
in the society. Job's sorrow had been replaced with the sweetness of God's grace. There's an exchange coming. Wherever there has been sorrow, there will now be sweetness. He named the third Kiran Hupak, which literally means a box of eye pain. It spoke of her radiant beauty. This word was also used in reference to the face of Moses as he descended from the mountain with his face aglow with the glory of God. Much of what Job had endured was of misery and dread. He had suffered much pain and despair, but now he enjoyed the radiant glory of God. Our lives have those dark hours, but aren't we glad for those times when the storm has ended and when we're able to enjoy the glory that God has for us in store that God has for his children. Child of God, this life will have its share of difficulties. But one glorious day, we will enter into the heavenly city to enjoy the glory of the Lord forever. There is better days ahead. I don't know where you are in your life today. You may be in the midst of the most difficult and trying time you have ever endured. The trial will either make you better or better. The choice is yours to make today. Job chose to allow his trials to make him better, and he did. What about you? Have you faced some things that have made you angry at God? Do you need to come and seek his help in your life? You have come through your trials as a better person, but it will require God's help. Won't you come to God, first of all, to heal you and then to lead you? I thank God today that every single person under the sound of my voice, that the power and the presence of God will descend upon you in a mighty way. And that the hand of God will be upon you in the name of Jesus. I pray today that the glory of the Lord will descend upon you powerfully. I pray today that the hand of God will overshadow you. I pray that where there has been bitterness, where there has been unforgiveness against God, where there has been bitterness in the hearts, may God bring healing. May God bring restoration in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Somebody exalt him. Somebody magnify him. Somebody lift him up. For God is great. He is mighty. He is majestic and is powerful. And today I pray that in the name of Jesus, your trials will not make you bitter no more. But your trials will make you better. In Jesus' name, glory be to God.